Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. What's going on, Love Tribe? Thank you so much for tuning in to today's 
show. I got a great show for you today where I have a conversation with Shannon Brown. And Shannon is a licensed marriage and family therapist, has been practicing for 20 years. She's also an infidelity and relationship coach. And today, Shannon and I talk about infidelity. We start at the beginning, talk about how to address that initial shock, how to move through forgiveness and eventually towards a place of hope and a stronger relationship going forward, or maybe how to know if the relationship is really not one you want to be in and it needs to end. Obviously, there are a lot of different circumstances depending on when you're listening to this, if you have been cheated on yourself, depending on how fresh it is, how long it's been, everyone's process is going to be different. But Shannon and I are able to walk through different situations and how to navigate them. So if you're tuning in and you have experienced infidelity, just want to send you a big hug. And I know it's got to be incredibly difficult and lots of emotions around it. And you're in the right place to, to get some knowledge, to be able to move through it and process everything in if you decide to stay with your partner together, how to move through that or how to know if uh, things need to end for you in that relationship. So sending you a big hug. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Shannon. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Today, we're going to talk about infidelity, and I thought a good place for us to start would be having you share with our listeners some of the common reasons you find infidelity in relationships, and then we'll talk about how to navigate it. Okay. Well, um, as far as reasons for infidelity, it's a tricky one because um, there could be so many reasons. Um, however... Uh, one of the things that um, we always look at is what's kind of going on inside the unfaithful partner. So the one that, um, you know, reached out and started a relationship um, outside of their primary relationship um, needs to kind of just do a deep dive into what was kind of going on. And a lot of times we'll find um, maybe there's some self-esteem issues Maybe there's grief and loss issues. Maybe there is financial issues, not feeling good about self in that regard. Um, and then just sometimes it is just simply what's going on in the relationship. But typically that's also, it's a component that's there, but it's not the entire picture, if that makes sense. Yeah. And of course, there's a wide range of reasons that there's infidelity. And how do you encourage your clients that that are coming to you, um, maybe with the initial shock of finding out that their partner is cheating on them? What are some of the, the first things to, for them to think about to start to unpack? And how often are you seeing clients together that there's both partners showing up? Um, I would say typically they both do show up if they are coming in to reconcile, um, you know, after infidelity has been 
discovered, they're typically both there to, you know, in the session. Um, I mean, there are times, but I think it's rare that I'll just have one come in that says, hey, my my spouse or significant other cheated on me and I'm here to work on it, right? Because I don't know, it just simply, it seems like that it's both that typically show up, if that if that's answering your question. Yes, absolutely. And and so where do you start with them? So first of all, I will start with just the story, of course, just what's happened. And then also, when did the infidelity start? And I'll kind of dive into just a, some of the sort of the, the discovery, the, the information about what kind of the logistics. When did it start? Who was it with? Where did you meet this person? What was the nature of the relationship? Was this an emotional affair? Was there sex involved? Was it a one night stand or was it long term? So just all the details I will typically ask. And that is typically the first, that's the, typically the first place that I will start. And just seeing where they are in the process too, because they don't always come in right immediately following uh, the discovery. Sometimes it's weeks or months later. Sometimes it's even years, or maybe this is now the second or third time this has happened and now they're getting help. And are there any themes when these couples are coming to you as far as you identify the extent of the affair, exactly what was going on? And then are there any things that kind of need to be addressed first or it just depends on the exact circumstance? I think it definitely determine, is determined by the circumstances. Um, one assumption is if they're in my office or I'm seeing them um, online, of course, in my program, I'm assuming they want to reconcile, they want this to work, at least to some degree, or they're at least trying to figure that out. So the, the first step is just making sure that they obviously want to reconcile. And let's go with the assumption that they do. What would be some of the things that you can can walk them through to begin the process of healing and and growing through that pain and and infidelity. Well, one of the things I like to do right off the bat is provide hope. So I do that by talking about the possibilities. And so we may delve into um, just some of the positives about the relationship, whether it be how long they've been together. Um, you know, whether they're married, they have this committed relationship, whether there's children involved. So we're going to look at those pieces to see, you know, what what are the strengths? What are the things that you still can get in touch with? What are you what are you trying to get them in touch with? What do you still love about this person? Why did you originally um, commit to this person in the first place? So I try to just really paint a picture of possibilities for them. and included in that is talking about and encouraging them again hope around this being a new relationship um because i strongly believe it's not about going back to what was there but it's about creating something brand new so we talk about what has been going on in your relationship um that has maybe been 
in play underneath the surface that, again, we don't want to put, we don't want to blame the betrayed partner and say, well, it's your fault that your partner went and cheated on you. But we also do want to talk about what are maybe, again, some things that were in play that were not going well within the relationship. And and then, again, instilling that hope with, hey, we can work on those things. So I really put things also in two two pieces. One piece is, hey, let's recover from the betrayal, the hurt, the pain, you know, the, the whatever the, the aftermath. Again, I don't know which stage they are necessarily will depend. I mean, depending on what stage they are in, but we're going to look at the aftermath. We're going to do the healing around that. And then the, uh, the second piece is that we're going to look at um, the relationship itself and how we can, again, strengthen the relationship and essentially a fair proof the relationship so this doesn't happen again. Instilling a sense of hope seems like it would certainly be super valuable. What are some of the things that you will talk a couple through in order to do that? Maybe some specific examples. And I imagine that's going to be good, but it would be hard for someone that has been cheated on to also forgive and to not have resentment and anger. So how do those things coincide and how do you walk them through that process? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be validating along the way what is going on for that betrayed partner. The per- the pain, the hurt, the betrayal, the suffering, the anger, and validating all of those emotions, all of those experiences, and really talking about how that is, again, one of the crucial, even first and foremost, to address before we even dive into, okay, let's look at your relationship issues. So that's going to be something that we're going to be, is definitely going to be on the front end is the recovery piece. And I guess it also depends on where they are. And this is why there's so many caveats to this, because if this just happened last week, they're going to be having a a whole different emotional experience than they're going to be having if it's six months or a year down the road. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. And yeah, there's a huge range of possibilities for the situation, the timing. But I imagine just that forgiveness piece being incredibly difficult in the anger and all of these negative emotions. Are there any particular pieces of advice you would give someone who's listening, who's trying to move through that as to, you know, something they could focus on in order to move through it while still being kind to themselves, allowing for those emotions? The forgiveness piece is um, tricky uh, because we have, to, I think the first thing is to define out what forgiveness is. Um, it's, I I kind of talk about it as it's not a light switch. So we're not going to just one day say, okay, I forgive you. And then we're done. It's a process. One day I might feel like forgiving and then the next day I may not. And that's okay. And so I validate that forgiveness, the forgiveness is a forgiveness process. And we talk about um, what they specifically would need in order to even get to the forgiveness process, which in my mind is definitely down the road after there's been a, a lot of uh, just work on um, the healing pieces, which includes the, you know, just the discovery, the, um, the disclosure piece, 
uh, that the unfaithful partner has to go through um, spilling the beans about what happened. Right. And, and also I'm going to teach a lot on for the unfaithful partner, how to really sit in those emotions with their partner who's going to be triggered. And there's a lot, so there's a lot of education that goes on about here's what we need to do and not do in order to move forward in this process. What are some of the key pieces of advice that you would give someone listening in that process? Maybe some mistakes that people make. Obviously, there's no perfect way to do this, but any common themes that you find that maybe are stumbling blocks and in ways that you help people move through them? Well, speaking to the trigger piece, which I think is pretty crucial, that's one of the biggest pain points that I hear from the betrayed partner is that they're, well, and the unfaithful partner for that matter, because when they're triggered and, and they're having this flood of emotion, they they feel out of control. And of course, they want to lash out. They want to become the, the de- detective, right? Trying to find out all of the information. And sometimes that can come across in such an attacking way that the unfaithful partner then starts to pull back, shut down. And when that person does that piece, it just feeds into that negative cycle of not getting anywhere, right? Not finding that progress. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that gets made is that folks don't know how to actually manage those trigger situations. And in my program, I have a very specific tool that I give them to just kind of help because I think, again, it's as the unfaithful partner, it's it's also painful, painful for them to feel like they're on the defensive all the time and feel attacked all the time. Um, and they don't know how to manage all that emotion. They don't really know typically what the right thing to do is in that moment. Sometimes people will say, you know, get over it, or you're being too emotional, you're being crazy. Um, I already told you that before. I've already told you these details before. Why do you keep asking the same question? So there's a lot of just coming back with defensiveness when, when they don't understand that really this is just common and part of the process. So that's a part of what folks need to learn is just, again, how to go through that process with their partner in such a way that their partner, the betrayed partner feels validated, listened to, and given that opportunity to just sit in those emotions and grieve and all of those things. Can you share that tool that you help people with when when they feel triggered during this process? Um, well, I call it the the heart, um, and it's basically just an acronym for um, for the steps that they can take. And um, I think it's just mainly, you know, a tool that again, that it, they don't necessarily have to do the exact, you know, the exact steps, but they can it they can extract from that tool, what makes sense for them. But basically the heart tool is just, 
It's helping. It's having empathy. It's attending, reassuring, and tolerating. And so within those steps, um, again, they can, depending on their circumstances and their um, specific, their partner specific needs, they can again extract uh, what they need from that and then apply it. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And during that process, obviously, everyone's going to deal with this differently. There's going to be all kinds of variations. Are there any things that you see that are common as far as holding people back from the healing on both sides, like together as a relationship in moving through this and, and getting to that hopeful place? The common things that hold them back from that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the biggest things that I talk about is the commitment. And I know this is tricky for a lot of folks because when they're, especially on the very onset, if they just found out like, you know, last week type of thing, there's a lot of questioning about whether we should even stay in a relationship. So that is actually one of the things that I address right off the bat. And I feel pretty strongly about is that we need to get off this train of back and forth. Should we stay or should we go? And let's just put both feet in the door and commit. And when you do that, now you're putting the energy, your time, your energy, your focus on the pieces that you need to work on, which we identify. We identify, okay, these are the certain things that you guys need to be working on to to heal and to move forward in this recovery process. So now they're putting their time, their energy focus into that, which is moving them forward. And within that, they can then get some clarity about whether they want to stay or go. But if all they're doing is they're back there behind, you know, the starting block saying, I don't know, is this going to work? Should we stay? Should we go? And they're just sort of wrangling with that. That That's where their energy is, right? That's where all their energy is. That's where they're, focus is. And to me, it's just, it's just keeping them from the progress that they need to make. And again, that progress might be in moving forward or deciding that we want to end it. So it could go either way. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsor. When you're in the thick of life and tough situations pop up, it's common to focus on the problem rather than the solution. That's because it can be tough to train our brains to stay in problem-solving mode. I've been there and it takes a lot of effort, but it's really worth it. And the best part, you don't have to do it alone. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. When you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. Before starting therapy, I definitely fell into the trap of giving way more energy to the issue rather than how to fix it. While working with my therapist, I gained a new perspective. And with their support, I was able to change my habits to be solution-oriented. It's super powerful stuff. So if you've been feeling stuck, whether it's feeling down or figuring out how to navigate a family or work dynamic, I recommend giving therapy a try. BetterHelp is a great place to start. You'll get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. It's entirely online, so you can do it anywhere, anytime that is convenient for you. Plus, I love that it's affordable, really making it accessible for all. 
When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash I do today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, dot com slash I do. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Are there any prompts or things that someone could think about during that process as they, you know, they make that decision, we're going to, we're going to do this, we're both feet in and they're going through the process, but it just seems to be one thing after another blocking them to getting towards that place of hope and, and looking to the future. What would you say to someone, you know, in that situation of like how to know, obviously every situation is different, but maybe some things they can ask themselves of like, hey, maybe this is just not going to work. Um, I would say if they are getting help and they are being given uh, tools, they are being given direction, they are given being given education and they are are just simply being willful and not implementing, I, I, that, that's what, that would be, that would beg a question for me. What's going on? What's happening here? And of course, there could be an array of, of answers to that, right? But it could simply be, again, they're starting to get, as they go through this process, they're starting to get the clarity. Hey, I guess I really don't want to do this. And of course, we delve into why and what those pieces are, but, um, I think it's just how how are we implementing or not implementing what we know we need to do? What is going on? Are we being are we being willful here or is there willingness here to move forward? How do you help someone in this process who is is really working on the forgiveness piece because I just feel like that would be one of the harder things to do and move through and then release, you know, to not hold on to resentment. Are there any themes of tools or, or dialogue that, that can really assist that? Um, well, first of all, I think the forgiveness, I wouldn't even be encouraging that unless they're farther along. And if they are farther along, then we're looking at the what's happened. For instance, wow, um, you really are, you've really got some trust in your partner now. You know, I might ask them, 
do you, the things that you used to do, are you doing now? Like, are you, are you jumping on their email and looking at their emails all the time? Are you scoping out their phone? Are you, when they leave the home and they're off at work, how are you feeling in those moments? So if we're, if we're answering those questions and we're saying, gosh, yeah, I feel, I feel some trust. I, I, I feel some, some security that I didn't have before. Then to me, we can start looking at those, those pieces, those strengths, those, the progress that's happened and say, okay, where are you now when you think about forgiving this person? And of course, I always talk about forgiveness as being sort of a, not only a gift to the other person, because you're sort of taking that off their, taking that off their head, but you're also releasing it from yourself. So it's a gift you're giving the other person as well, or even more importantly, you're giving it to yourself. So you aren't just sitting there in constant resentment. If you're deciding to be in the relationship and you're just constantly resentful, I mean, again, I I don't want to say you're wrong for feeling that, but it's like at a certain point, it seems like you need to decide to let that go if you want to move forward. Otherwise, that's you just won't be able to. And and that's also a reality. And that's okay, too, if you decide that that's the place you're in and, and that it's just not going to work. Right. I would say if I'm thinking about it on um, sort of a linear, a linear aspect, I mean, the forgiveness is going to definitely be after you've released that you're no longer sitting in a whole lot of resentment, um, for sure. That's just how I sort of visualize it in my mind. You've already released a lot of that, and now you're moving into forgiveness phase. So let's say someone is is in that space, they've released the resentment, they're in forgiveness, and they're moving towards hope. What do you encourage clients to do, you, you said earlier, to uh, fair-proof the relationship? What are some steps that they can take at that point? Oh, okay. So this is definitely when we're going to be working on the relationship pieces. So we're going to be diving in what's been going on in your relationship. We're going to be talking about how they've been interacting, what's their what's their cycle, right? Because every couple has a negative cycle that they can get trapped in, right? So we talk about that. We get really clear on what that looks like so that they can begin to pull back and put the cycle in front of them and recognize. So again, that's conflict management stuff. That's communication stuff. That's what are the new rituals that we're going to put in place that we can use to stay connected and in a secure place together. So, cause again, when we feel connected, we feel secure. We're not, not necessarily going to be as vulnerable to an affair situation. What are some specific exercises or tools that uh, you give to your clients to, to stay connected? Well, one of the tools that that I give is like a mutually understanding dialogue tool, which just is a way for them to sort of a roadmap on how to dialogue around 
uncomfortable topics or just something uh, that they want to bring to the table that's a concern. So I think that's one thing is that if the couples can get to a place where they don't fear bringing something to the table, they don't fear going to their partners and saying, I got a concern, I have a complaint, right? They feel like they can do that. They feel confident to do that. And then the couple feels like, yeah, now we know how to go about doing that so that we don't end up in a negative cycle where we're fighting and there's conflict. So that's one thing I definitely think is crucial for that staying connected is how do we navigate? How do we manage concerns and and complaints, if that makes sense? And then also depending on their situation, what I understand, what we find out about their history, we can tailor some activities or um, again, new rituals that they're going to engage in that is going to keep them in that connected state. And again, if they were a couple that they never had any time together, maybe they never even took they never took time out, just the two of them outside the children, for instance, to have um, a date night, or they didn't take time to just sit and talk about the relationship and what's going on for us, what's going on in your heart and mind. If they weren't taking time to really have those connecting dialogues, and we're going to talk about how do we implement that? Then? How do we make that work for you guys so that you can stay on track with, with, the, with that connection? Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't 
feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab-and-go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code IDO at checkout. That's IDO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. I imagine coming out of an affair, there's all kinds of things to navigate, you know, on both sides. What kind of tools would you, you you kind of alluded to it, like ways to communicate that you feel safe? Because I can imagine like you're going to move forward in the relationship and you're dealing with the the affair, but you're going to just have regular relationship problems too. But now they're all colored depending on the recency of the affair in maybe one partner or both can feel like they're walking on eggshells, you know, every time there's conflict. So what what are some specific conflict resolution tools or dialogues that, that you can give moving forward in that space? I really think it's important that there's validation. I feel like too often when someone is expressing, let's say, a complaint the tendency is to go into a defensiveness, right? If, if one partner's bringing up a, a concern, a complaint, then, and the way they're doing that, of course, sometimes can feel like criticism versus complaint. And then that just creates defensiveness in the other party. So one of the things, the part of the tool that I have is that we talk about how you can, how you can present the information in such a way that the other person doesn't go right into defensiveness. And then we also talk about, again, validation. How do we then validate and what does that mean? Because people get so caught up in what's right and what's wrong or who's right and who's wrong versus just saying, hey, this is your experience. You're coming to me with this concern, this complaint. And I need to now see it as your experience, not mine. So I don't need to say, well, you're wrong about that because I didn't intend to do that. That's like saying you're wrong for having a pain in your toe because I stepped on it. Your pain is because of something I did. So whether I meant to step on your toe or not doesn't really matter. What matters is I caused you pain and now I need to come alongside you and I need to help to remedy the pain. And if nothing else, at least take ownership and say, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. And that I find is really difficult for folks when again, they're in this space of, I didn't do that. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not where I was coming from. So that's a big piece that I see just generally speaking and within my couples that we have to address is how do you navigate those conversations in such a way that everybody's feeling understood, hence the mutually understanding dialogue exercise that I give folks. So we, we want to come to this place where we're mutually understanding each other and we're honoring each other's emotional experiences. Um, versus dismissing those. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we all just want to be understood. And that's a, a huge part of being in a healthy relationship is 
taking the time to to understand our partners and and it's our jobs to communicate in a productive way to work towards an understanding and validating your partner's feelings. It's seemingly simple, but it can be especially difficult when there's conflict or if you're trying to move through an affair. So it's a valuable thing to keep in mind of like, hey, rather than trying to defend uh, myself here or, you know, win this conversation or argument. It's like, how can I try to understand my partner better and let them know that I understand and validate their feelings? Exactly. Exactly. Well, Shannon, you know, obviously we could spend a whole podcast series on moving through infidelity. I think we covered a lot here from the initial stages all the way through forgiveness and and moving through it. Before we wrap up, are there any things that maybe we skipped over, didn't mention, or something that you want to emphasize before we say goodbye? The only thing I just really want to emphasize that just comes from my heart in this work is um, that I do absolutely believe that infidelity does not, for any type of affair, cheating, betrayal, whatever word you want to give it, um, it does not have to be the end of the relationship. I'm I'm very I'm very passionate about that, and um, I think that that's the biggest thing I want to hear. If there's folks out there listening and this has happened to them, and they feel like it's hopeless, it isn't. If we have two willing participants that have both feet in the door, they can and will make it work. There are obviously always caveats to this, but for the most part, infidelity, betrayal, this does not have to be the end. And it can honestly be the stepping stone to a better relationship than they ever even had before. And I have seen that time and time again, where folks will say, you know, I'm almost glad that that happened to us because we wouldn't be where we are today if it hadn't. Well, that is a great, hopeful place to leave this conversation. So thank you for that, Shannon. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Sure, they can go to my website, which is reconnectedrelationship.com. I'm also very active on Instagram with lots of tips and even affair-proofing tips. On Instagram, I'm reconnected underscore relationship. Excellent. Well, we will have those links in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you, Chase. It's really, it was really great to be on. I appreciate it so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, 
spark my relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners. If you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock, we've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com